0: Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the
1: Axeman. Welcome back to the show. We're still talking about Mother 3, Philip and I.
0: I'm still here. I've been here a whole week, from your perspective.
1: So, just real quick summary. Last time we talked about kind of our respective introductions to Mother 3, and talked about general gameplay things, but... The main thing with Mother 3 is the story it tries to tell, and the characters it uses to tell that story. And we got into the first three chapters of the game. Chapter 4 marks the beginning of the rest of the game. It's very different, as I've repeatedly said at the end of the last episode. So I figured, since we were getting a little long-winded, that would be a perfect point to stop it. And since we're talking about a game from roughly the middle, Spoiler warning is obviously in effect, go listen to the other episode if you want to hear about the mechanics and get eased into the game. With that, let's just get started with chapter four.
0: Alright, there's a three year time skip, capitalism took over, and now the roads are all paved.
1: And there's a little frog that drives a little car.
0: Yes, and he tells you about money. Actually, it's a different car that tells you about money. But, the first three chapters actually are literally socialist- If you need something from the shop, you just grab it and it's yours. Uh, Now you can't do that, you need money.
1: Yeah, it starts to resemble the other games in the series a Mm -hmm. bit more now.
0: Yep. And so the the plot of Chapter 4 is that you hear that over in the club, there's a bassist that looks a lot like Duster, and you say, well gosh, I missed that guy, I should go hunt him down.
1: Yeah, because at the end of Chapter 3, Lucas kind of makes friends with Wes, because Wes is like, Yo, son, you just beat up that pig guy and the salesman with that dragon? You're alright.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you get kind of...
1: Exactly like that.
0: uh, Yeah, you get pretty much brought into the good guys, as have been established at the end of Chapter 3. And so, Chapter 4 is you being the good guy, after the bad guys have already taken over.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, because... Again, I went into the game... Well, okay, this is referring to the Let's Play I watched before I played the game. I knew that you would oppose the pigs. I didn't think they would have already won by the time you actually start doing anything of value. And I think that's a unique take on how it usually goes. The takeover isn't some ominous ooga-booga, we're the evil scary soldiers now. No, they're just integrate into your life and there are some actually good things that come from it and there are some bad things that come of it and it really just makes the whole thing a lot more interesting to me Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah there's them actually instating an economy into the game the old man's house has now been removed and made into a retirement home there's actually a character who you can find in the first part of the game that's sick and in bed and by now he's dead because time passed
1: You can also run into Mr. T.
0: Yes, you can run into Mr. T, who tells you not to get hit by trains. Thank you, Mr. T.
1: That's what the T stands for.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my god. And so, a lot of the value in Chapter 4, I think, is mostly just in seeing how the town has changed. All of the little things, all of the big things. It's a complete aesthetic makeover.
1: Yeah, it's really kind of a shock of seeing how the world changed in only three years and the villagers in chapter one are a far cry from what they become in this chapter and even in the later chapters
0: yeah you notice people are a lot more shallow um everyone has a happy box in their house uh and most of their lives have changed from the old farming lifestyle to now just going into the factory going to the club after work and then coming home and watching tv on the happy box
1: there are a lot of villagers that we've never seen before, including Mr T.
0: Including Mr. T. I don't actually know where they came from. Maybe they were different. I have hmm? They were either on different parts of the island or the Pegmax brought them to populate the area. I don't really know.
1: I'm inclined to believe the latter, but I don't remember anything that supports that idea. There is a thing about the the shock of this chapter and that routine you described that I feel like gets a little undermined in later parts of the game. The shopkeeper and the innkeeper, they don't have their jobs anymore, they work in the factory. Most of the people work in the factory. These town comedians who are a reference to Abbott and Costello, they don't really tell jokes like they used to in the early parts of the game. They're all just factory workers and stuff. But later on in the game, all of them are going back to the stuff they used to do, so I feel like. Wh- why would they make a big point of showing how different they are if they're going to go back to doing this in the later chapter?
0: I don't really remember getting that impression. Um, I know, nope. like, they do work at the factory. I don't think that's a the thing they stopped doing.
1: Well, no, because, like, the, the fireman who rips off Flint's doorknob, like, you, you see him in the factories, all in factory gear throughout chapter four, but then. I, I went back. I saw back in the shop, he's the shopkeeper again in, like, chapter 7 and stuff. And and the innkeeper, he's back, and those guys, they're telling jokes again. So it's like, yeah. I I, I wonder if that was just kind of a narrative cheat to kind of help sell the differences. Mm
0: -hmm. Possibly.
1: I know the the shopkeeper's
0: son carries the shop when he's at the factory, so... I don't quite remember how that works. You must have two jobs. It's the only thing that oh, makes maybe. sense. Yep.
1: I do know that the factory gets shut down as the game goes on, so maybe oh, that yeah. relates to...
0: Mm-hmm. And so one thing that stands out a lot about Chapter 4 is that they actually have you go through the daily routine of everyone. You go and actually work a shift at the factory to get permission to go to the club.
1: Oh, well, yeah, and by this point, you're now controlling Lucas... And he's older now and and he's
0: accompanied he's... by his
1: dog, yes, Boney. Lucas and Boney are the party for the re- are for the party for the rest of the game, and uh well you'll you'll find more characters, but dog they're with you now The game has truly begun at this point,
0: mm-hmm, and there's not a whole lot of meat to it other than that before you get to the club,
1: yeah, it's just. Oh, the village is different.
0: And so at the club, you find out. Well, first you talk to the bouncers, which is hilarious. I love them.
1: Yeah, their names are very unfortunate.
0: Yes. And, that, well, I know one is named Skinhead, and that's.
1: The other is named Neckbeard.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, those have just been twisted as times have gone on, haven't they? Or maybe they always were. I don't know. It was 2006. I was, like, 10.
1: This is the fan translation, keep in mind. True. Uh,
0: And so you get in, you find out that, yes, the bassist is Duster, but then apparently he's actually friends with those guys, or the rest of the band. I guess I kind of skipped you meeting Kumatora, who's now a waitress.
1: Yeah, she's... She's disguised as a waitress because she's been sent by Duster's dad to keep an eye on him because I guess she followed the same breadcrumbs that you did. Well, just imagine, so much of this game wouldn't have happened if Lucas didn't eavesdrop on those guys at the train station mm, I think talking K- about Duster. I
0: think Kumatora found him earlier since she did actually have that job in the first place.
1: Yeah, but I think she only really did anything about it because she met Lucas...
0: I don't think she gets the information from you, though. I think she found it on her own. Because she kind of went off on her own adventure, bringing the monkey back and everything.
1: Yeah? That little monkey fella?
0: Yep. Yeah, so she did all of that stuff over the three years and became a waitress watching over Duster.
1: The interesting career choice. Princess to monkey keeper to waitress.
0: Yes. And so you do some dumb, boring dungeon stuff and then it turns out the Duster lost his memory.
1: And Well, so... what? I, w- I want to talk about that dumb dungeon stuff, because well, other than the fact that it has a killer soundtrack, that was probably one of the hardest things I remember doing in the game for the short time that I played it.
0: Yes, the Attic is probably the hardest dungeon. There's one other that's kind of tricky.
1: It's hard for the same reason as the castle, in that you have fairly limited resources to deal with everything and the boss has really weird setup where well, first of all this boss probably has the least relevance of all the story bosses it's <laughs> yes weird even by this game's standards he
0: is the jealous bass because when duster moved in he brought a new guitar and played that so the old guitar was left in the attic and was jealous and hates you
1: that just makes me wonder where Duster got a guitar.
0: Yeah, that that's 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 kind of a thing, ain't it?
1: Yeah, but that, that base has an attack that's tougher to deal with if its allies are alive, but it's just so bad that you want to kill its allies anyway, but then it gets a buff because it's mad that you killed its friends, so it's like, no matter what you do, it's not pleasant.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's still weaker after you kill its friends, but yeah, it's a pretty rough fight in general.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's kind of... Maybe it's supposed to be a, a gatekeeper to kind of let you know that the game's going to get a little harder from there. You know, yeah, Ma- Make make you earn Duster and Kumatora back. Yes. Surely. And then you play rock, paper, scissors with the band to, to determine Duster's fate.
0: Yes, because Duster lost his memory. He doesn't have any memory of being Duster. Now he's lucky part of this rock band. I you? There a jazz band. This band. And so he's friends with these guys, and you come telling him about this MacGuffin that he found that took his memory. The
1: and Egg you... MacGuffin?
0: The Egg Mac... Oh my god. That's amazing. Egg MacGuffin? <laughs> I love that. You still with me here? Yes. Okay, I just killed you.
1: No, just just, just
0: keep... Okay. Keep like, going. it's it's like a McMuffin.
1: Yes, that would be the joke.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, and so it took his memory, but he's friends with these guys, and he doesn't know what to do anymore. Because, like, he has his old identity, he doesn't remember, and then this new one that you're saying he has, so he doesn't know where to go, and you decide by playing rock, paper, scissors.
1: Yeah, and it's outrageously easy... Uh, Which leads me to think that this is something I said when you were playing the game for some of us a few years ago, that I think they might have been throwing the game because they knew that Duster was more important to you.
0: Yes. Um, you play Rock, Paper, Scissors with all four of the band members, and there's kind of a, like, oh, I always beat this guy, and I always choose rock, what does he use kind of puzzle for all of them.
1: But you can also just brute force it. But you can brute cause... force
0: it, and they'll say, oh, I sneezed, that game doesn't count. Um, yeah. And to remove all ambiguity, the fifth guy literally says, hey, I'm gonna choose this, so you choose this thing that beats it. It's like he does he does straight up throw the game.
1: Yeah, that's probably what got it through my, through my easily distracted head.
0: Yeah, so they definitely throw the game because they know he's more important to you. And then they play. Oh, there
1: goes my theory. Yeah. I thought I cracked the code, but yeah. I didn't.
0: And then they play a ballad as their friend goes off, called "Bon Voyage, Amigo." Yep. I now... I, I, I like it mm-hmm. because it mixes two different languages.
1: Wow. I, I take those I take those terms for granted so much that they not right? register. <laughs>
0: Like, I took it for granted for years, and then I was just like, wait a minute.
1: Oh, these, these trilingual bands. One of
0: those is French, and the other is Spanish. That doesn't work.
1: Where's Spain in this game?
0: And so I always say that to people now, in real life, and no one has ever called me on it. <laughs> huh? I love it. Like, if someone is leaving, I will say, bon voyage, amigo. And, <laughs> and no one has ever told me, hey, those are both in different languages. Now, granted, maybe they know that's the joke. I don't know. But I like to think that they don't
1: notice. And now all of them are going to listen to this. They're not going to listen to this.
0: No. No, i um,
1: Anything left to say about Chapter 4?
0: Uh, a little. What I like about it is just showing the friendship between the band. Like, when you're trying to take them away with rock, paper, scissors, they don't just say, oh, well, let's do rock, paper, scissors. They just say, well, we're going to solve this problem just like everything else we've ever solved with rock, paper, scissors. So, like, you know they have. Or Stone Sheet Clippers, rather. And so, you know they have this history to them, and so, like, you get that it does hurt them to take Duster away. So the fact. I think that- they're
1: probably some of the best fleshed out characters outside the principal cast and the villain.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Um, I wouldn't consider the individuals fleshed out, but DCMC as a whole. Yeah, yeah just. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The- they're, they're a unit.
0: Mm hmm. And they're just this nice little group of friends, and I think. In the little screen time they have, they do really well at it.
1: Yeah, it didn't occur to me until recently that they don't actually get a lot of screen time. So, moving on to Chapter 5, it reminds me of a detail that we didn't mention in Chapter 4, is that in the time shift over to modern-day village, everyone who doesn't get a happy box suspiciously gets their house <laughs> struck with lightning. Yes. Odd coincidence! coincidence.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Chapter 5 is called Thunder Tower. Because there's a tower that's been shooting their houses with lightning.
1: Well, it wasn't that place, that would have been the lightning tower.
0: And so, you spend Chapter 5 mainly trying to get the egg back, because Duster remembers where it is. Or re- remembers where he hit it.
1: I I seem to remember Chapter 5 being just a dungeon crawl through the tower, but... I've noticed that, no, the tower is just the last stretch of the chapter. A lot of it is following the egg through this highway.
0: Yep. And so, chapter 5 doesn't actually have much of a story to it. It's mostly just, you get your party together, you have Lucas, Duster, Kumatora, and Boney, finally in the same place. But otherwise, you're just looking for the egg. The egg is inside of a clay robot, and then the clay robot runs away with it, and you're chasing it down. And then when you finally get it, you go into Thunder Tower and break it. That's the story.
1: You break the tower, you break
0: You break the tower, yes. You don't break the egg.
1: Yeah, af- after Duster gets the egg back, nothing really happens with it anymore.
0: For the most part, yeah, until you get the exposition no. dump at the end.
1: You do get some exposition on the egg's purpose, but you don't use the egg for anything. It never gets pulled out for any reason. So this is basically the end of the egg storyline. The egg arc, as it were.
0: (laughs) Yes. Let's see. Well, the story doesn't accomplish a whole lot there, I guess there is the end. You break the tower, and then the bad guys corner you because you know you're at the top of a tower, and then you fall off the tower. Kind of. Uh, yeah, you try to grab the ladder to an airship that flies away from oh, the wait, tower. Wait, wait,
1: you, wait. You're missing a few details I want to talk about. The ropes, snake? No, no. Just, 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 we got to rewind a little I, bit. I was going to rewind when I finished. Yo, this. it's I rewind time. So...
0: I was going to rewind when I did the brief overview. Because there is one what? thing in this chapter I really like.
1: Well, I, I'd prefer to go in chronological order, okay. if we can help it.
0: So what I like is what happens when you get the egg back.
1: Yes, okay. okay. The egg. Eggs, 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 eggs.
0: Which you don't like. So when you get the egg back, Duster gets his memory back. And he, yeah, he... is just ecstatic. He's just hollering about how he's Duster and he is finally him again. And he's so happy.
1: I'm Duster, 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 Duster. Pretty I'm much. Duster, Duster.
0: Pretty much, yes. And so what I find so interesting about that is that he's happy about what is all things considered a pretty bad thing. Like, he's the bum of the town that smells bad that nobody likes. And he finally learns that, and he's just extremely happy about it. And so what I like about it is that who he is doesn't really matter so much as just knowing that he is somebody and just having an identity to him. And a history, and that's enough to make him happy, even if it's yeah. not a good one.
1: Because ostensibly, his life as a famous bassist sounds better on paper. Mm-hmm. But he was grappling with that insecurity of not knowing where he came from. That it, I guess it outweighed all that. And once he knew who he was, that is like all is well. That that's an angle that I didn't actually consider until you were talking about the game a few years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And I only realized when I did talk about the game there, but I realized it's something that I do really like.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a neat character moment for Duster, and it kind of demonstrates some of the, the purity that the villagers had, for better and worse.
0: Just a very wholesome little moment there.
1: Yeah. And...
0: Then you climb uh, the tower!
1: Yeah, then you climb the tower. You You beat up the some pig guys like you're making enemies of the pigs should we talk about the disguises or
0: nah eh. yeah.
1: cuz there's there's some foreshadowing there but it's yeah kind of so like you're you
0: in a disguise and the guys like oh you're our commander but you're not because your twin brother is their commander it's foreshadowing. spoiler
1: kind of easy spoiler to Ev-ev- guess though ev- everybody knows that i know i know it's, it's just a reflex at this point <laughs> okay so you get to dress up in this snazzy leather jacket, Kumator and Duster just get generic pig costumes, Boney gets a pig helmet and I, nothing else. I love
0: that. I love that that still works.
1: I love that two chapters in a row, Boney can't be himself. He has to be in disguise. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one other thing I love is that um, only like 20 minutes into chapter 5, Boney says like, hey, can I get out of my disguise from the last chapter now? Yeah. And, like, the player never notices, or at least I didn't. I was just like, oh, he has been disguised this whole time. I forgot about him.
1: They replaced Boney with this suspiciously dog-looking man.
0: Yes, and so that's really funny. Yeah. And then you fall off a tower, and Chapter 5 is over.
1: Well, oh, no, I want to talk about what happens at the top of the tower. Okay. Well, actually, no, first, on the way to the top of the tower, you start, you, you run into that salesman again from Chapter 3. And he starts chasing you, and while you get chased, you run into this weird bedroom that really has no right to be in this tower. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, we do, we should talk about the playroom.
1: And that's kind of the first instance that there is some someone weird among their ranks. Because you don't, it doesn't seem like it would be the the salesman's room. And it doesn't seem like it'd be the buff pigman's room that you kept fighting a few times.
0: And I think they say that it's King P's. Which oh, we yeah, is we so... know which as we know is Porky.
1: Yeah, so other than other than the band calling him King P in the last chapter, this is your first real clue as to Porky's involvement in the game. And
0: there's a few obvious earthbound callbacks in there. Um yeah. I'll get to it a lot in chapter eight, but porky is a really interesting character just from kind of the world that he's made for himself and one instance of that is here in that tower where inside of the tower that he made so that he can shoot lightning at people he doesn't like he has this childish little playroom
1: yeah i, I tried to explain porky to my dad a few days ago and it just started he just started glazing over
0: <laughs> he is a weird freaking I... character
1: I tried to tell him how sad this game was, but then I got to talking about Porky for some reason. And he was just like, y- you're losing me. I was like, okay. And then um, you
0: fall off the tower in Chapter 5.
1: No, 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 no! God. you still don't fall off the tower. Oh my god. Stop pushing Lucas off the tower, I got stuff to say. <laughs> you, you meet the merchant again on top of the tower. And throughout the game, he has this bad habit of throwing banana peels all over the okay, place. Okay,
0: yeah, that's cute.
1: He slips on his own banana peel that he decided to eat at a hundred feet, at a hundred thousand feet in the air, yes. and he falls off. He falls and off it's of like, the Haha, your <laughs> yes. fault. And, and you so, do this,
0: and so like you're really trained to hate this guy. So it's a very nice moment. Yeah, but, but then you fall too.
1: Well, yeah, you, you you run into this airship, and Duster's rope snake latches onto it and tries to carry the party, and the real commander shows up and knocks you off. And that's when you fall. There, that's chapter five.
0: No, 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 no. He doesn't knock you off. He has, the airship starts shaking, and then Ropesnake says, well, I have good news and bad news. The good news is now I'm an important character in the story. The bad news is my jaw can't handle four people, or three people and a dog, hanging on to me. (laughs) Yes, and so then you fall off of the airship. Yes. For the last
1: time. Um, <laughs> yes. Now we're done with chapter five. Thank you. Chapter six. Sunflower is... fields. Chapter six is just a cutscene.
0: No, it's not a cutscene. You control it.
1: Well, it's basically a cutscene. You
0: control it. Uh, it's... it's an
1: interactive cutscene. Yes.
0: So you're walking through a field of flowers. Sunflowers.
1: You're you're Uh, back down to Lucas and Boney now?
0: Yep. You were walking through this magical field of sunflowers, and that's mostly it.
1: Yeah. The thing about the field of sunflowers is after a short time, you suddenly see Mom again. She's here now. And you you just kind of follow her until you fall into... Off a cliff by accident, I think.
0: Uh, you see her hovering at the edge of the cliff, and then Lucas jumps to grab her, and then falls.
1: Yeah, and I—I I don't know. I've never seen the ghost of my dead family members, but I, I feel like I, I might have noticed the cliff if I was in Lucas's position.
0: Very short. Um, I love that. It, I love that it's called an entire chapter for just how important it is.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually a really good breather. I will say that it's considered one of the big sad gut-punch moments of the game because yeah, we haven't really had that since Chapter 1. In Chapter 3, we feel sad for the monkey, and in Chapter 4, it's a little disheartening to see how the village has changed. But Chapter 6, it's just, oh, we're doing this again.
0: It's just a real combination of little things, some of which you notice consciously, some of which you don't. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's see, the sunflowers have been associated with Hinoa at least since Chapter 1. They're hanging out by her gravestone. Mm -hmm. So you have that association in the first place. The most interesting thing, I think, is that the entire chapter is walking left.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interactive cutscene.
0: And so... In... It's like a good
1: version of that Flash game that I hate called Loneliness.
0: Right. And so, it's not just the fact that you spend the whole thing walking, it's that you're going left in particular. Because in most games, ever since Mario Bros. 1, probably something in an arcade before that, you're going right all of
1: the time. Is this really... A I, noteworthy thing that Lucas is going left, especially in an RPG that has multiple directions.
0: I do, because just in games in general, and also I think probably Western culture, possibly Japanese as well, going right is going forward. Like we read left to right.
1: and oh, in Japan you read. Do they read right read, to read, left? Yeah, and yeah, they do. Kind of yeah, up, they do. Up to down.
0: Um, yeah, up to down, right to left. But, which is why I mostly call out the Mario Bros. thing left to right. And so, at least in uh, gaming, right is forward. And so now you're just going backwards.
1: I suppose.
0: Because you're going home.
1: I suppose.
0: I, th- I really do think there's worth that. It's like, you're going back to the village.
1: Well,. Yeah, literally, you're, you're going li- back to the village because mm-hmm. you end up there after the cutscene.
0: Yes, which like, I, I, I don't suppose know
1: if that was some symbolic. I defy the I, direction of video I mean, games.
0: Like when you pick something like that, you do it consciously. Like they didn't just say, "Let's go left," because they well, picked I... left because it's the contrary direction, or at least I think so. Though also, oh, spatially from the tower to the village, left would be the direction to go. That's correct. I think
1: they just picked that direction because of the geography of where the tower would be related to the village. I mean, that's fair. Stay tuned for when I get you toy on the line.
0: I just thought it was at least an interesting thing. Until you it shut is me worth... down!
1: <laughs> you happy? I want to point out. You want to know when I played this chapter, the, the the one time I played it.
0: Oh, did you play it on Mother's Day and or your mom's birthday too?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I played it on Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> I played it on my mom's birthday the last time I played this game. I f-ing cried.
1: I, I, I didn't cry. I felt like I felt I felt like such a macho man. It's worth noting I don't really cry at a lot of things though, so it's it's not to devalue anyone who does. Just... I do. I'm a tough guy, just like Flint. I don't cry. I just I just throw burning logs at villagers.
0: I cried there, too. Actually, I don't remember if I've ever cried there. I've definitely cried at Chapter 6. I've definitely cried at Chapter 8.
1: I don't think I've ever cried, but I have just kind of felt like... Okay, I, I, I need a moment. Just, just, just kind of sift through what I feel right now. <laughs> so, Chapter 6 is over, I think. there's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there's... For as little that happens, all of it is we talked kind about it for, we to ta- the tone.
0: We talked about it for longer than the chapter actually is.
1: I believe you. <laughs> like I told you, it's just an interactive cutscene. Mm-hmm. It's not also... like this is Metal Gear where the cutscenes take a half hour.
0: Also, the music is really good.
1: I don't remember the music for that part, but um... I'm willing to bet it was some rearrangement of the love theme
0: i don't quite remember it's mostly just tonal setting this really relaxing atmosphere and then it also just flares up whenever your mom comes on screen oh,
1: oh yeah oh i remember it kind yep. of reminds me of the very like early parts of yoshi's island like the tutorial stage kind of or...
0: and you asked me
1: no, 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 not, not not, not the doom doom, do do, no, no, before that before the flower field one, okay, <laughs> the one the song that I've tortured you with in the past, okay uh, uh, uh it's it's kind of hard to talk about, I've never made this comparison before, so it's it's untested
0: well i, I can have my going left symbolic thing, you can have this, okay, and we're in so... chapter seven.
1: Chapter 7, where I kind of stopped playing the game for several years and never came back to it for some reason. I don't know why.
0: So Chapter 7 is interesting. You basic, Well, so you're separated... Well, remember, I want to go in
1: oh. chronological, chronological order Chronological order.
0: Still. Well, so here's the thing. I'm going to skip, like, almost all of it if it's up to me.
1: Well, Well, well that's... It's my show, so... <laughs> okay.
0: So you land in the pile of... There's
1: like a whip sound effect somewhere I could use.
0: You land in a pile of hay by the retirement home because your mom appeared in Wes's dream telling him... Or no, Alec's dream. Alec is your grandfather, uh, your mother's father. One of the two. I think it was Alec.
1: Yeah, there's something about Alec that uh, I noticed when I played Chapter 1 that we never talked about.
0: He makes puns.
1: But well, yeah, he makes all kinds of weird jokes while you're looking for Klaus, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like, d- didn't didn't you just lose your daughter? Aren't aren't you worried about your grandson at all?
0: I love him. He's like trying to defuse the situation and calm you down, but obviously making it worse. Yeah, I love it.
1: I mean, it kind of works for the player, I think, because it kind of keeps the game from getting too dark too fast.
0: I mean, yeah, but it also made me more uneasy.
1: Oh, it didn't do that for me, but... Maybe... I mean, it, Actually, no, we both knew that Klaus wouldn't be well, so that's kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. So I don't know why it was... Oh, who cares? Mm-hmm. And so, in chapter so Alex seven, saved you!
0: Yeah, he saves you because your mom appeared in his dream, telling him to pile a bunch of hay in that location, which happened to be where you landed after you fell off the airship. Physics don't work that way, but it's a game.
1: Oh, I just realized something. That... Because uh, the scene where Alec and Wes catch you in Chapter Six, it, it, before it officially cuts to Chapter Seven, this makes Wes possibly the only character who actually appears in all eight chapters.
0: Uh, no, he does no? not. They do not actually appear in six.
1: Well, it hasn't cut to the Chapter Seven title card yet, though. Yes, it has. Because there's a bit. No, there's a bit where they're standing outside and there's oh, no dialogue. Oh,
0: maybe, maybe.
1: And Lucas plummets and is like, oh, Wes is in this chapter. I remember thinking that.
0: Okay, maybe.
1: So Wes gets the perfect attendance award. Then he
0: would appear in all eight chapters. Does Lucas... Uh,
1: Lucas isn't
0: in three. Yeah,
1: okay. uh, Oh, wait, no, Lucas... Okay, yeah, Lucas has the dinosaurs in three.
0: That he does. Lucas is in all the chapters, then.
1: Okay, well, well that's less impressive (laughs) since he's the protagonist, but... Okay. He should be in every chapter in some... You can miss him in Chapter 2 for what it's worth.
0: Okay. Oh, okay, this is getting... yeah. So I will let you summarize Chapter 7 so that I can summarize it uh, harder.
1: Okay. So, you might remember early on in the game, back at the back half of Chapter 1, you run into these six rather different-looking people... And they all gifted Klaus off-screen with a power of psychic ability. And somehow we forgot to mention this, but in early Chapter 4, Lucas runs into one of them, and they oh, give yeah. him psychic power, too. It happens. We just com- completely glossed over <laughs> that. And I-, I guess she's all hog-tied up for some reason or another. I, I don't really remember why that is, but... Anyway, yeah. Uh, she she wants Lucas to help her go look at one of her friends' health because she's worried about her for some reason. I guess the pigs are acting up again. And you you go back to the castle from chapter 2. There's that shiny object that was sticking out of the ground. It's gone now and your your new companion's friend has disappeared. She's dead now. And you learn that underneath the islands that this game takes place on, there's a giant dragon that's held in place with seven magical needles that's also where one of lucas's victory animations in smash brothers originates it's kind of kind of interesting and a little morbid but <laughs> that becomes your new goal for the rest of the game it's no longer about the chapter to chapter thing it's no longer about find duster or i don't even know why we went to the tower but now we have to think about these needles and from this point on the game opens up even more. You gotta go to all these new places you've never heard of before on the island and find more needles and pluck them out before the pigs do. And, uh, there you go.
0: Oh, that's your summary?
1: Uh, I I set it up for you.
0: Okay, oh, you set it up for me. Okay, yeah, so the chapter is about going around and getting the needles, and what I find is really interesting about this is that basically you kind of are strung along the entire time. So after you get one needle, like you'll go to something that'll bring you back to town, and then five feet away from you, there'll be a path that takes you out of town to the next needle. Mm -hmm. And so what 90% of players are going to do, they're going to get a needle, they're going to go back to town, and they're going to say, oh, this is how I go and get the next needle and then just run off and do that. And so they don't actually spend any time in the town.
1: Yeah. You can, I've heard, get the needles in a slightly different order than the game recommends, but Mm -hmm. it's not really practical to do that because of the levels of enemies.
0: Yeah. Darn RPGs. And so you can go out of order. What you can also do... Which you're just heavily discouraged from doing Based on the things right in front of your nose Is go and actually hang out in town And what's, Yo what's
1: up it's me Hi, Frogcar.
0: Well right And so the absolutely crazy thing is The town changes each time Like the mm-hmm. NPCs will say different things After each needle And some of them will disappear Because they're all leaving And just going off to the city
1: They're going to Pork City Yes Which is the stage from Smash Brothers.
0: Mm -hmm. And so there's two ways this chapter can kind of turn out. Either you always follow what's in front of you, and then you get to the end of the chapter and you realize that everyone has left the entire town. Or you actually stop and check in every once in a while and see it kind of slowly happening. And just prepare yourself
1: for it. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Uh, when I watched Vinny play it, he, of course, went on the strung-along path, and suddenly the empty town was a bit of a, was like, whoop surprise! With all the, especially the, the mega-sad remix of Duster's theme. Um, Uh,
0: not actually. The town is a, hmm? uh, Not actually Duster's theme. It, Uh, I I
1: associate it it with him, though. Okay. At the beginning of chapter two. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it does play a little before then, but I think most people consider it his theme.
0: I would absolutely not, and I will fight you on that when we actually talk about the soundtrack.
1: Oh, dear. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, so, go ahead. So, uh,
1: I, I do notice that there are more, well, no, chronological order. So, my complaint with this chapter is kind of like how you don't like Chapter 2 very much, is... It just kind of starts to feel a little RPG.
0: Trophy, yeah.
1: Yeah, Wait. you're going to all these different places that have never been mentioned before. Some of them have, I'll admit, but a lot of them are just introduced just as a place to have the needle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I feel like they they could have integrated them into the, the story and the island a little better mm-hmm. leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Cause so far they've made really good use uh well okay no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna backpedal on that. Chapter four and onward hasn't been shy about introducing new regions of the island. But everything still feels pretty well connected and that a lot of the space has been put to good use.
0: Yeah, the space Chapter... makes sense.
1: Chapter seven starts feeling like they were just kinda making up new parts of the island just for you to pull needles.
0: And so I absolutely agree with that. I'm just okay with it on the basis of what I talked about before. It's just stuff, like, this big RPG adventure that comes out of nowhere that's designed to distract you from the town that's around you.
1: I, I do think it is good for serving that purpose. I just wish mm. they were a little yeah. more... like. But it, the fact it's... that you're away from town is fine, but I just wish, like, the volcano... like. How long have we had a volcano on this island? What?
0: (laughs) And so... Yeah, I think part of what it's trying to do is to invoke that RPG trope where you're just going around to a bunch of different disconnected areas. Um, But I agree, it's not very fun. The whole chapter, for what it actually amounts to, is really, really long and doesn't have that much actual substance.
1: Yeah. You, You do... Mm-hmm.
0: Any individual Needle, there's not going to be much there.
1: Yeah. For the first few Needles, you do get to reunite with Kumatora and Duster slowly. You even get a brief segment where you meet the little monkey fella again. And then he disappears for the rest of the game. Yep. Uh, I guess, since it makes an appearance in Smash Brothers, it's worth mentioning that you encounter the ultimate chimera at one point.
0: Ah, uh, yes. He shows up in Chapter d- 8, too. I like him.
1: Yeah, they they threw him in there just to mess with you. You you do get a few loose ends tied up throughout Chapter 7, like the mole cricket from the prologue comes back, mm-hmm. and you can reunite Duster and Wes now that Duster has his memory back. Um, stuff like that. Little Little touches. They're really nice. But for the most part, it's just a volley of who can beat the other to the needle first. You only manage to encounter six by the end of this chapter, and the score is tied, because of course. Mm-hmm. And you you run into like the pigs, and they're more openly hostile than ever.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't mention, if you pull one of the needles for the dragon, you're passing your heart on to the dragon. And so, basically, having the score tied is actually tense, because... Whoever passes on their heart more kind of tells the dragon what to do.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: It's not explained very well.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of which thing I want to talk about okay. first. Uh, Mr. Saturn is in the game. I love he's, him. He's back.
0: I love them. They they serve no purpose in this game, but I love them.
1: Yeah, I think they're just there for fan service. Pretty much. Yeah, you know, I feel like since that's where you find Duster, it's like. Of course, he would end up in the Saturn Village. It just seems like a duster place to be. Otherwise, uh, you run into the the evil merchant who fell off the tower, and now he's a cyborg.
0: Ah, uh, yes. They, they brought him back.
1: They had the technology. And he's a lot harder to deal with. You also encounter the commander a lot more times. Ah, uh, yes.
0: He kicks your butt.
1: Yeah, he... Half the time he just one shots you with lightning until eventually you get the Franklin badge and it doesn't work and it's like oh, guess we gotta there, fight the, now.
0: His lightning doesn't work and then you fight.
1: Yeah, that that was his ace in the hole a lot of the time.
0: Yep, and uh, see, other than that, not a whole lot happens.
1: Well, I think the most memorable of all the needles is the one on the remote island.
0: Oh right. I was going to mention the drug trip. You go on a drug trip.
1: (laughs) You basically do. Mm -hmm. You You, eat... The the game strong-arms you into eating these mushrooms. Yes.
0: Uh, You cannot avoid them at all. You eat the weird mushrooms, and then you have horrifying hallucinations.
1: Yeah, all the enemies look weird, and you run into fake versions of the other characters in the game, and they all say either really strange or really threatening things. Mm-hmm. and this, uh, There's no logic to it even, because you can run into like two flints. Oh, by the way, flint has not really appeared in any meaningful capacity yep. since bef- um, chapter two.
0: I think you can meet him in chapter four at Hinoa's grave for a little bit. But yeah, it's explained that he's been looking for Klaus in the mountains for three years, and he still hasn't stopped.
1: Flint. Come on, man. What are you thinking, thinking, Flint?
0: He's kind of broken now. He's kind of broken. Yeah, And so the drug trip is kind of neat, I guess. A little hokey. I don't think much of it. I haven't unpacked much there.
1: Yeah, I know that they had to tone it down because I guess the person who first wrote it in Japanese got, like, a little too freaked out by some of it. (laughs) And I think Itoi said that one of his worst fears was the people in his life suddenly hating him or something.
0: Yeah, and so it is kind of jarring and a little scary, but I don't get too much of an impression out of it nowadays.
1: I just don't don't like the fact that you're kind of forced into it, and you're, like, it's a powerlessness that's different from what Salsa who is the monkey that we never referred to by name.
0: Yeah. Ah, yes.
1: This powerlessness feels kind of forced, like, oh, well, gee, thanks, game. I wonder what I should do.
0: Um, Eating the mushrooms is forced, yeah. The actual segment doesn't really feel powerless, mostly just scary and weird. I,
1: I mean the fact that you're subjected to that scary weirdness because you have no choice but to eat the mushroom.
0: I think it's just how they frame it. They make it seem like the mushrooms are your fault when they're really not. But I don't yeah, think it's... I don't think that the game subjecting you to that is really wrong.
1: Well, I just don't care for it.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: I mean it is still the most interesting of the needle subquests in chapter seven. I had to specify chapter seven. And this is usually the second to last needle in the chapter for a lot of people. And I think this is, like, the most effective point to realize that you've been away from the village so long. You've literally been to another island now.
0: Yeah, and then you go back, and it's empty.
1: I will say, it's not as empty as I remembered it. There are still plenty of people walking around, but all of them were complaining about the fact that they're not in Newport City.
0: Yeah, there's the mayor... I know there's, like, this little subplot with a guy in the hotel who, like, forgot to pay for his room, and so he's just staying there or something, and then eventually everybody else left, and he's like, I guess I own the hotel now. Good for him. (laughs) I love it.
1: Yeah, I just think... Eh, probably could have gotten rid of a few more villagers, make it feel even more empty, but... It is kind of a a gut punch compared to again going back to chapter one and how happy everyone was and even chapter four depending on how you look at it because it there was a shallow happiness but they were still like at least they were all here and they all seemed happy Mm -hmm.
0: it's better than New Pork City
1: it is better than New Pork City
0: and so I just like the player interaction there where you get the chance to at least see everything falling out between your fingers
1: yeah that's that's a thing that that games really should take advantage of is the interactive aspect of it because you can't get that personal with a movie or a book but with a video game you kind of have the chance to take a look for yourself and everything Mm -hmm.
0: and a lot of respects mother 3 is a game that would be just as good as a book or something but in that one no, it needs to be a game. And yeah. that I that's something I can appreciate.
1: And uh you I don't think there's anything left to say about chapter seven unless you had not, something to uh, say.
0: Not really. You beat the masked man, you get the sixth needle, and then a limo picks you up inviting you to go to Newport City.
1: Yeah, and uh you have to go. They don't let you not go to Newport City. It's,
0: it's where the last needle is anyways.
1: So I, I think it's, they it's tell not you as, a... yeah, yeah. So then we move on to the final chapter of the game, which oh takes place in Newport City from start to finish. Hey everyone, this is the Alex of post production here, and I'm letting you know that we had way too much to say about the final chapter of the game. We talked about chapter 8, and the ending for about as much time as we spend talking about three to four chapters of the game at a time. There is just a lot to unpack in that finale. So I decided to take the plunge and just make this whole thing a three-parter instead of a two-parter. Oh, Philip and I will just keep talking and talking and talking. Next week will be the third and final part of this Mother 3 trilogy. I would also like to point out that we talked about Chapter 6 for about the same amount of time that Chapter 6 lasts. We didn't go over, but maybe if we did, it would have been by a small margin. But I just wanted to flex that, because I was researching afterwards, because he got me curious. Anyway, if you want to keep up with the show... The BitCast is on Twitter, and you can follow the show on Podcast One's website and mobile app. You can also find it on iTunes. Same stuff I say every week. And with that, give our regards to the next podcast you listen to. Listen to
0: BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.